Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark, and it's day 497 since we came back on the air. Today, listeners, I am vindicated. I am triumphant. I was right about the airplane I saw the other day. Yes, congratulations, Agnes. Although I think the word airplane is a bit much. Listeners, we got word from someone else who saw this object that it was, in fact, an ultralight. Ultralight, airplane, potato, potato. What's the difference anyway? Well, the word airplane can actually describe a number of different kinds of aircraft. The principal definitions of airplane typically describe a vehicle heavier than air with fixed wings. So, yes, an ultralight is technically a type of airplane. But so is a 747. I think you'll agree that those are completely different vehicles. Yes, I can see that. So what makes an airplane an ultralight? As I understand it, ultralights are, as the name implies, lightweight aircraft. I did a small amount of research yesterday, and it looks like the definition varies from country to country, but the weight ranges are between 150 pounds and 1,400 pounds. Most are only legal to fly during the day, and most don't require a pilot's license. To be very simplistic about it, they're kind of like powered hang gliders. That's really interesting. So what do we suppose this person was doing in their ultralight? No telling, really. Turns out that person you saw wasn't aiming for that small airport that Max was talking about, after all. My best guess is that someone was using it as transportation to get back to friends or family. Possibly they traveled cross-country with it since we hadn't seen it in the area before. I think it's likely that we'll never really know. But one thing we can be pretty sure of is that it's not part of some larger rescue efforts by the authorities. That's too bad. I was hoping we'd get some word. I mean, it's been almost two years at this point, and we haven't heard anything since we got the word to shelter in place. With communications improving, I would have expected to have heard something by now. Yes, it's frustrating. But I imagine they've got their hands full and may not want to or even be able to send any kind of word until they've got a more definitive answer. Unlike Max, they may be exercising restraint on putting out false or misleading information. So back to that airplane. It didn't look complicated. Do you think we could build one? I mean... In theory, with the right parts, maybe. But why? Why not? Time, fuel, safety, knowledge. Shall I go on? Where would you go? I think that flying an ultralight would be even more risky than usual. What if you run out of gas or encounter bad weather and have to ditch in the middle of a pack of zombies? I guess, but... I mean, it would be so much fun! I could fly down to see my family, and we could use it to expand the messaging service that Anna is running. If the Wright brothers did it, why couldn't we? Agnes, we don't have time to go into the entire history of aviation right in here, but you know how long it took the Wright brothers to build that airplane of theirs? Well, no. They started with gliders in 1900 and didn't have powered flight until December 1903. And that was a rough three years for them. They built their own wind tunnel and tested over 200 wing designs. In fact, they had to design from scratch a lot of what went into first airplanes, including the propeller. And when the first flight lasted 12 seconds, they flew it four times that day. And the best they did was 59 seconds and 852 feet. 
That sounds like a lot of work. It was, but they were pioneers. They were determined. They had a goal, and they set out to achieve it, and they did it in a scientific manner, methodically testing different designs and making adjustments based on their observations. Their designs and innovations were so successful that we, as a species, were able to go from that initial 12-second flight to having airplanes be a part of the First World War. And by the time we got to the Second World War, airplanes were pretty much looking like what we think of today. So no airplane for us, then. Not unless someone drops one in our laps. And even then, there's still a fuel problem. And safety. The singer John Denver died in a small aircraft, technically too big to be an ultralight, but it had been built by a previous owner from a kit who had made some modifications that included putting a fuel selector valve in a place that was hard for the pilot to reach. That plane went down to Monterey Bay, and the speculation from the investigation was that he'd been trying to switch fuel tanks and accidentally pushed the wrong pedal trying to get the lever to turn and his body to reach the lever. And Well, maybe someday someone will take us all back to the skies. Oh, sure. Someday someone will do exactly that. People have wanted to fly for as long as there have been people. But we don't have time to get into that today. Maybe some other time. But for now, this has been Mercury, a broadcast of hope, with me, Dr. Rosalind Clark, and Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.